0: Welcome to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World.
1: Two film buff friends decide to spend their remaining days creating and watching the Ultimate Movie Bucket List.
0: A podcast filled with film discussions, movie reviews, and a healthy dose of juicy celebrity gossip. Cinephiles unite. We're going to need each other. Chiara.
1: Okay. It's Is that a... Mayuri for...
0: Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> it is Maori. Good. Okay. I'm I figured that that's what it would on. be. Yeah. Oh, really?
1: It has been a long time since I have seen the movie that we are currently going to discuss. Yeah. So it's not in the realm. It's not unrealistic that I could have completely forgotten.
0: I don't even think they say it. But just before we recorded, I googled no, um, indigenous languages to New Zealand and how to that's say a, oh Or good day or bring you wealth or something like that. But yeah.
1: me think, think we in need the... to... <laughs> we need to let our audience know that we are closer to them than we were yes we were on a two-week buffer before and now Mita and I took a week off in the holidays and now this is this is being recorded like 10 days before you guys get it so it's like the closest thing to live we can do
0: it feels weird and I actually was going to propose like Maybe we try to speed up this week. So then we're still ahead again. I don't know.
1: (laughs) Being ahead was good for us, though. Like, I actually had no problem with it. But we always... I feel like our small talk always kind of suffered. Because it wasn't, like, hot.
0: Exactly. And then... Sometimes we felt like we were speaking from the future, but we weren't. We were really speaking from the past.
1: Like super past. Like sometimes yeah. I edit and I'm just like, wow, this happened a long time long ago. Long
0: time ago. Should we actually Should we talk systems? about this? Yeah.
1: <laughs> is this relevant
0: anymore? But now we're caught up.
1: Now we're caught up. And here yes. we are. Happy so New me, Year. Is your ha- Happy New Year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know we've already said that in the cat's meow. <laughs> right. Because that'll air. <laughs> that'll air on, on this Wednesday, coming Wednesday. On the 5th. Yes. Oh, it's, this is like a it's like a looper and 12 monkeys combined in here.
0: <laughs> this is our first recording in 2022 This though. is that is so, that is very true. Happy New Year to you, Happy Nadim. New Year.
1: Happy real New Year to you, Meetha, even oh, though our why, audience just you. was like, "Okay, get on with it."
0: Whatever. I don't care about your New Year's. We understand. <laughs> what did you do for New Year's? Anything? Come? I
1: just want to say before that, I really want to let our audience know that before the clock struck midnight on December 31st, 2021, our little podcast hit thirty-two hundred downloads. Woo! Thank you so much to our listeners. Yeah, thank you so much to our listeners. We our trajectory is on a nice upward it's going rise. Up. It's going up. Our yeah. monthly downloads are increasing. So thank you so much to our loyal listeners, our new listeners, all of you. We really appreciate you. We we're super glad you don't hate us.
0: yes so glad because I don't think I could handle that mental
1: load if you hated us no it's a lot it's a lot yeah so thank you so much thank you as per my New Year's let me tell you was super uneventful
0: Uh (laughs) uh-huh I actually had
1: to go to Montreal to pick up my parents from the airport because they came back from India Mm -hmm. they flew from india to montreal they also they also flew out of montreal because like flights from ottawa are so expensive mm. that my my parents were just like well, honestly you'll just drive us and i was like okay i guess that's what's happening <laughs> you
0: got voluntold yeah
1: <laughs> i got voluntold and i was just like that's cool so i essentially came back home by ten forty five. like after i okay. dropped my parents off unloaded their suitcases ten forty five, get home my wife is in bed with my daughter both my kids are sleeping and i'm like okay There's pizza. My wife had gotten some pizza. So I had pizza and watched Parasite while the clock struck midnight. And then I looked at my clock and I was like, 12.01, cool. Back to Parasite. There you go. What did you do?
0: I spent the day with my sister and my new nephew and my dad and like just our family but baby decided to go to sleep pretty early and so did mom and dad so then it was just me and my dad left and then we both looked at each other and we're like we're not staying up till midnight right yeah (laughs) and so we we headed to bed too um but we were like staying in the same room he was okay. like, on a bed and I was on a mattress on the floor. Yeah, and I set an alarm to midnight so that it would I'm go off, <laughs> and then we said Happy New Year to each other and went right back and to and went bed.
1: back to sleep. Yeah, because yeah. honestly, Genesis, I think it's so overrated.
0: It's so dumb. <laughs> like so it's just overrated. another day, guys. <laughs> yeah,
1: I remember. I never actually went like clubbing or anything for New Year's in my my youth, mm-hmm. but I heard, would hear like ticket prices and like entrance, and I'd be like. Wow, how Why? spectacularly expensive and pointless.
0: Mm-hmm. I attempted it in my youths and I was like one of the few people that was always like, I don't want to do this. Like I would much yeah. rather be in my pajamas at home eating yeah. food and like falling asleep before midnight. And that's what I've done like for the last few years. And I love it. It's yeah. the greatest.
1: <laughs> we used to get together with some friends and like a friend of ours used to have an annual New Year's party before any of us had kids. And mm-hmm. it was a lot of fun. We actually had a great time doing it and we'd play like games and like hang out it was lovely yeah. now everyone has kids and everyone's just like sorry man no one can make this work anymore uh,
0: well there was one year and i actually think like if i ever got married i would do this there was one year i went to a wedding on new year's eve Ooh, that could. Be and fun. that was really nice because like it was a very close family friend so still with my yeah. family and like people i know and love and like Got to count down to the next year with them. Yeah, and get a nice dinner. Nice. You don't have to pay for the dinner, no. really. Like it was, it was nice. So I think I might do that if I ever get married.
1: Good idea. I'll keep my New Year's is free from now on.
0: Okay, just I maybe
1: don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Should I check with you? I don't want to put I any pressure <laughs> on you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just check with you every year and be like, is this the year or do I just wait another one?
0: Right. But also on New Year's Day, uh, nobody wished me a happy half birthday and I was quite disappointed. Oh my God,
1: Mitha. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I'm so, so sorry.
0: Because here's the thing. My actual birthday is July 1st, which is Canada Day, and is a national holiday. And I just think it's the coolest thing that my half birthday is New Year's Day. <laughs> so, well,
1: and, someone thinks it is.
0: Yeah, and me. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. But yeah, I just like to point that out to people, but nobody ever believes in half birthdays anymore. I
1: know. Yeah, we're not six, so I don't think yeah. people believe in half birthdays.
0: Whatever. I'm Seven 30 and days. a half now, guys. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Any movies for you?
0: Oh my gosh. Yes. So, we haven't talked in a couple of weeks.
1: There's, yeah, we really yeah. haven't.
0: But in the last few weeks, in 2021, I watched Being the Ricardos. Okay. And then in 2022, I've watched Encanto and Don't Look Up now. Or sorry. Oh, okay. Don't Look Up and Now. Now I've watched it. So, it's not yes. called Don't Look yes. Up now. It's... I think that was a little confusing. It's called Don't Look Up and I've watched it. I where should I start? Is there one that in particular you would like to hear my experience? I've seen with? Encanto. Okay, yeah.
1: I don't want to talk about Don't Look Up. So my okay. thing is, my home theater is being finished on Wednesday. It's Monday today. So I have I have a giant list of movies running because I just even if I have the time I'm not watching them because I'm like I'm just going to wait. I'm gonna mm-hmm. wait till the big screen and the sound, and I can have my like in-home theater experience and watch all the Oscar movies. Mm-hmm. So I haven't seen *Power of the Dog*. I haven't seen *Don't Look Up*. *The Lost Daughter*. There's like being the Ricardo's. There's a big list.
0: There's a big list, and they're all available. That's the weird. It's right
1: thing. there, it's actually yeah. quite upsetting because they're. It's so easy to get to them. Actually, I do just want to know your quick thoughts on all of them because we should, okay. get, you know, talk quick about thoughts, piano, no but,
0: spoilers. Yeah. Um, being in the Ricardos is an Aaron Sorkin picture if you've ever seen one. It it, okay. it b- lives and breathes Aaron Sorkin. So if you but, like, love that good
1: Aaron Sorkin or bad Aaron, like more
0: it's, it's mediocre Aaron network. Sorkin. It's not okay. quite the social network, and I'm trying to think like what's the worst of it, Aaron Sorkin. But I don't even I don't think they're that bad. I just think they're so no, they're Aaron, Aaron Sorkin. Sorkin.
1: That's what it is.
0: Yeah. It's not social network, but social network works because of David Fincher. David Fincher. It's not. Yeah. But anyways,
1: it is a just Aaron Sorkin.
0: Yes. It is a true Aaron Sorkin film. So if you enjoy The Sorks, go for it. Sorks, Molly's Um, Game. I I do really. I rewatched Molly's Game recently. Molly's Game is fun,
1: which is why I enjoy watching it. But it's not a great film.
0: No, it's not. But it's fun to watch.
1: It's fun to watch. And that is more Jessica Chastain, I think. And Idris, Elba. and Idris
0: Elba. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so not as, Cosmer, as like not as bad as Molly's game. Not as bad as Molly's game. Yeah. But not as great as the social network. So kind okay. of in that in between there. How's Kidman? And. Hmm?
1: Kidman. Nicole. <sighs> no.
0: It's the voice for me.
1: Okay.
0: It's the voice. I think Nicole Kidman is a wonderful actress. I would hope. That she works on her voice a little bit more. Okay. I think she, she does a good job, but Lucy, of Lucy. Yeah, she does a good, um, I don't want to like give away what happens in the movie, but there are moments where like they recreate some of the classic episodes. I love Lucy yeah. scenes and like she is good at it, but it's, it's her voice. She just, people let it pass that she has this Australian accent and is not good at hiding it. And mm-hmm. like, We've all let it pass for all these years. And it's because she's such a good actress. But I just, I, it really bugs me. And it's the same thing with Matthew McConaughey, where it's like, why is every single one of his characters Texan. have this like yeah. southern Texas yeah. accent when like he's supposed to be from Long Island and have to lose yeah. a guy in 10 days. And yeah. so those kind of things really bug me. But she does a, a very good job. in it, And I actually really enjoyed Javier Bardem in it. Okay. Yes. It's getting
1: a lot of awards buzz. So we'll see. We'll see. and then thoughts on Don't Look Up.
0: I can't have it, so I just watched it on New Year's Day, and today okay. is January 3rd. I don't know how I feel about it yet, it okay. is very divisive, and I think a lot of the people who have negative things to say about it outside of critics like a, I'm thinking yeah. about just like general Viewers. audiences, yeah, I think. I think their MAGA is showing <laughs> when mm-hmm. they when they make those kind of criticisms. Okay. Yeah. I don't know where I land with it quite yet. I kinda wanna watch it again. So when your theater okay. goes in, maybe I'll come over and watch it. Absolutely. Yeah? Okay.
1: I think that might be the first movie we watch on Wednesday night. So we'll see.
0: We'll see. Oh no, I can't come over on Wednesday night. I'm gonna Not I'm Wednesday. getting my booster tomorrow, so Oh that's I'm gonna exciting. be sick on Wednesday. By <laughs> <Yes. laughs> <laughs> like planning ahead.
1: Yeah. So much excitement about being sick.
0: Yeah. But yeah, I'm I it's it's hard to land with that one. I think I need another okay. viewing to figure out what I think about it. And For then sure. I really enjoyed Encanto.
1: Encanto is really cute. It is. It's adorable. It's I not think... as great as the tangleds and frozens, I'd say. No. It doesn't have that kind of pull. The music isn't as good, the story isn't as good. But it's a it's a fun watch.
0: It's it's fresh too. It's It's a it's a different take. Yeah, representation matters. I love these this character and what they're showing. And also, if you've ever wondered what I look like, I think I look like the main character. A lot
1: like Mirabel. Yeah, I
0: look like Mirabel. I have curly hair when my hair is short like that. I could totally look like her. And I just need like green rimmed glasses. And I might get them in this new year.
1: Big Spanish skirt.
0: Yeah, I actually I could totally I have a skirt I could use and I could totally do that as a Halloween costume this year. I think yeah. it's
1: a great idea. Ten months. Or maybe I'll
0: now. just like dress up as her and show up at your your house and entertain your daughter.
1: Yeah, she might be so impressed. Really? Okay, I might do it. <laughs> she might. It could work. <laughs> yeah. It could be cute. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: A test run. But yeah, have you seen anything?
1: So I haven't seen any um any of the like Oscar movies yet. Like I mentioned, like they're all on hold. I've got the list running of what I need to rent. But I have actually rented a bunch of like random movies. Mm-hmm. So I watched this ooh, I think it's Korean. It's called Burning. Okay. It was two and a half hours of the slowest burn movie I think I've ever seen, but mm-hmm. like a good slow burn. Oh. I watched the like Palm Dor from last no slower. <laughs> like slower. Oh, that's slow. With a nice a good payoff, but like slow. Okay. I watched the Palm Door last year, uh to. Titani, Titan? Titan? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> Titane, whatever it is. I saw T-tan. that. I saw I think there was another Asian language film I watched in between two. Oh, I watched The Night House with Rebecca Hall.
0: Oh. Which oh, was I have actually to watch Passing.
1: I have to watch Passing too. Yeah. <laughs> so I've watched a bunch of things and it's been like I I've I've liked it. Like my wife has just been going to bed a little earlier and I'll just I'll throw in a movie and I'll I'll That's watch good. something I want to watch but I'm not like excited invested, or like yeah. invested super in like so that's kind of how I've I've approached it but uh, yeah okay
0: so I watched good. a few things
1: but I think it's time to talk about a movie in particular
0: another movie that you might have watched another movie I week. might
1: have watched I watched like 10 days ago to be quite honest but I did I watch yesterday. it and I hope you oh, <laughs> but we both still watched it Yeah. because this week we watched a Nadeem movie the first mm-hmm. one of 2021 Mita what did we watch
0: we watched The Piano.
1: Jane Campion's The Piano. Yes.
0: Academy Award-winning film The Piano.
1: The piano. Yes. Not to be mistaken with Academy Award-winning film The Pianist. Yes. yes. Mm, that's that's so too. Complicated. That too. That I've seen. <laughs> I hope you've seen this as well. Do you want to yes. give us a quick discro?
0: <laughs> the discro for the piano via IMDB, the internet movie database, yes. is as follows. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> In the mid-19th century, a mute woman is sent to New Zealand along with her young daughter and prized piano for an arranged marriage to a wealthy landowner, but is soon lusted after by a local worker on the plantation. I tried to read it like how they read Best Picture gnomes. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's a good attempt, yeah.
0: Right? Yeah, there we go. I feel like that is the gist of it. Like That's that actually a it, really yeah. good discrow Way to go, yeah. IMDb. Yeah, you finally so got proud. it right. I know you told me not to make noise but i have I think to. the
1: applause was worthy because imdb rarely gets that right <laughs>
0: yeah and and they did a really swell job yeah. with that one but Nadim, tell me why you chose the piano
1: i'm gonna go ahead and make an assumption here yeah you have never seen a movie like the piano
0: i guess so <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay that wasn't the reaction i expected but yeah let me explain i watched the piano years ago the piano came out in 1994 yeah. The same year that Schindler's List came out. Mm-hmm. And as a result, it had no chance of winning anything because Schindler's List was... Was Schindler's List. Yeah. But still, this won Best Actress for Holly Hunter. Best Supporting Actress for a then 9-year-old or yeah. 11-year-old?
0: very young. 10 or Very nine, young, yeah. Anna
1: Paquin. And it won Best Screenplay for Jane Campion. Mm-hmm. And I ended up seeing it maybe 10 years ago or 15 years ago. It's I, I guess not a while ago. And was always so fascinated by this film because it's so weird. It's so weird and it's so particular and it's so, it's so confident in itself, but it's such a bizarre movie. It's a really like, it's it's hard to really like explain to someone because it's like a melodrama romance, but so strange. Yes. It's, like, weird. It's a weird erotic romance about, like, mm-hmm. sex and a piano. And, like, I don't know how else to explain it. And there's so many there's so many other things that are just, like, evocative. There's so... It's a very arresting film. And it's a really, like, immersive film. The cinematography is, like, out of this world. It's stunning. It's stunning. And especially for, like, 1994, I still watch this movie. And I'm like, how did you film a lot of this? Like all the scenes of the rain and the mud and it's gross and it's wet and it's like raw and it's primal. And it's so many things that you don't see in period romances that are Mm -hmm. often so prim and proper and put together. And Mm -hmm. this is a, it's raw, it's sexual. It's, it's, it's primal. Like it feels very like animalistic in like the most natural way. Mm -hmm. And I don't want this to come out the wrong way, but this doesn't feel like a movie directed by a woman. It feels like a movie that was just made. Like, man or woman, the directing style, honestly, doesn't matter. There's
0: no sex behind it.
1: Yeah, there's no sex behind it. It's made by an intelligent filmmaker. Yeah. You know, the same way that Catherine Bigelow kind of directs her films in a very, like, sexless way. Like, they're very, like, The Hurt Locker and Zero Dark Thirty are very, very well-crafted, intelligent films by a very good filmmaker who happens to have a vagina. That's it. Like, there's no Mm. other kind of... It could have been directed by a man, but it wasn't. It was directed by a woman. That's kind of it. It's not like a woman's movie. Mm. But I don't think there's any comparison to The Piano. I I cannot think of another movie that is like... The Piano is kind of like...
0: Yeah. No, I definitely... I didn't think of it that way. And I did have the same sentiments of like, there's a lot happening in this movie, but at no point does it feel, like, overwhelming or that there's no, like, thought behind everything? Everything mm-hmm. kind of works, but there is a lot. Like, you have these, like, 19th century costumes and this, like, 19th century cottage in the middle of New Zealand, which essentially is a jungle, and yeah. then these indigenous people, indigenous to New Zealand, yeah. living their lives. And there's such juxtapositions, but yeah. it all works,
1: Yeah,
0: which is really weird. But I will say that, like... I could not buy into this romance.
1: At yeah, all. I will say that like
0: <laughs> I will <laughs> say like that I'm not like
1: whisked away by the romance of it. Like yeah. I'm not like I'm not like oh it's so romantic. Like, I was watching. (laughs) (laughs) I was
0: so worried. I was like, isn't this supposed to, like, because, okay, going into it, and sorry I cut you off, but going into it, I was under the impression that this was, like, a romantic film. This is what I had heard, that, like, there's this beautiful romance story in the piano, and people are swept away by it. And I was watching it, and I was like, why the flip is she into harvey keitel like i don't understand
1: what's I going mean, on here I actually i actually understand why she's into harvey keitel i get it like there's there's supposed to be metaphors about like how he's he's raw and primal and animalistic and he's like of the land whereas her husband is a lot more like prim and proper and quote-unquote white and so like she's drawn to harvey keitel's indigenousness like she's she's drawn to him because he's raw and natural and all of that whereas her Mm -hmm. husband is not and that's why she's having sex with this one guy and their weird barter of like
0: where they just sit there naked
1: yeah (laughs) they're weird like sexual barter of like sexual favors for piano keys it's such a bizarre concept but (laughs) but also
0: the but the fact that she's like supposed to fall in love with him even more because he realizes after he's like molested her essentially that he he doesn't want her to be a whore and for him to be the beast and so he cannot be around her anymore i was like excuse me sir like you're the one that begged for these sexual favors you don't get to make up the rules that now she's like a whore because of what like i know i couldn't i can't i won't
1: (laughs) so i think that it's weird because i'm impressed by so much of this film and drawn to so much of it and i rewatch it for so many things but the romance is not the thing. Okay,
0: thank you. It's I was really concerned. It's not
1: the me away from... No, it isn't. Conversely, <laughs> this week, Mitha, I watched a Bollywood film.
0: <laughs> oh, my God.
1: <laughs> called Gabi Khushi Gabi Gum.
0: Oh, so did I. We both and watched we both it did this week.
1: <laughs> from 2001, 2002, mm-hmm. a blockbuster Bollywood film that, for all intents and purposes, is insanely cheesy. And so like many
0: plot holes. So
1: many plot holes <laughs> and so many things. But you don't care at all. You buy no. into everything. And the large thing about that movie is the romance between the two main characters, Shah Rukh Khan and Gajal. Mm-hmm. And the insane chemistry that they have. You believe their love story. You believe everything that kind of transpires as a result of the relationship. That is a romance you get swept up in. Because you get swept up in the... You get swept up in their chemistry. You get swept up in their their performance so well. There's so many things. They are things, so but good. They're so good. And you believe that romance because it feels really authentic. Mm-hmm. Whereas this romance between these two people, it feels so like it, it, you're, you are really wondering, like, why is she doing this?
0: There's no heart in this movie, in my opinion. Like, I think it it's beautifully made. It's a very interesting story. Yeah. But I did not latch on to that chemistry aspect. No. And I feel like if I did, I would have had a better experience. Because the whole time I'm sitting there, I'm like, there's all this crazy stuff happening. It works. But, like, why is she into this man? Why are they... What is this affair? Like, that's supposed to be the heart of this movie is that she's having this affair with this man. And it's going to affect her, her child's life and her life and his. And, like, but there's no there's nothing that was, like, pulling me into the story and had me intrigued, like in Gabi Kushi Gum*. I can't <laughs> yeah. believe we're comparing
1: these two movies. <laughs> because they cannot be, like, further from, like, each other. And the irony is, is that the piano is so original in so many aspects and so clever and so creative, whereas Gabi Kushi Gum* is actually very derivative and very cliche in mm-hmm. its production and how it's been made. And yet that cliche and that derivative film somehow manages to capture your attention and your emotions so much more than this Mm -hmm. movie that is so much more interesting and so much more creative. Yeah, I almost feel like the love
0: story aspect of this film doesn't even need to be there. I think it would have just been interesting to have her teach him the piano and what that (laughs) would have looked like had he not been touching her inappropriately.
1: I just find it interesting and I do, one thing I will say is that There is a world where this is written by a woman, Mm -hmm. and I feel like if this exact same story was written by a man, the comment would be, how can she find the notion, how can Ada, as a woman, find the notion that she's being sold back her piano for sexual favors? Like, if you were to take that conceit and throw it into a modern world, like, she has a house that she's loved and she's had to give it up, and now this man has bought it and be like, Let's, you know, let's sit naked and let me touch you and let me kiss you and you can earn this house back. It's disgusting.
0: Disgusting. Thank you. How is it Because that's how I was feeling. And I was like, why are people cherishing this? And I actually was a little disappointed in Jane Campion.
1: And that's, so. I find that very interesting because I don't think, a man could never get away with that because people would be like, a woman would never act like that. But you have a woman writing a movie about a woman acting like that. And no one seems to be calling out the fact that it's
0: effed up it's so fucked up i'm saying it it's fucked up <laughs> and, like you're right i was like looking through these reviews i'm like why is no one bringing this up and even now you know it's almost 30 years later and people still aren't bringing this up like i was looking at some youtube videos and like some comments from imdb and people are just like this is so great it's so beautiful and like da-da-da-da. i'm like what like w- what am i missing here like this was clear like he's he's assaulting her and we're supposed to relieve this, like, romance behind it. Like, I'm very upset
1: about that. I don't like it. Yeah, and what I find really interesting is that, like, I can can get swept up in the idea that, like, she's attracted to him as a person. Like, Mm -hmm. the juxtaposition of Sam Neill and Harvey Keitel as actors, even, is, like, quite substantial. And, like, their characters and, like, how he's prim and proper and kind of boring and this guy is, like, raw and primal and, like, all of those things. I can see that. I can see the fact that, like, she... She appreciates him because he understands how important the piano is for her. All of that. Yeah. But how is she like... How is he like, lie naked with me and you'll get five keys. And she's just like, oh, I'm so... Oh. I'm so like, so exciting.
0: I don't get it. And I don't understand the lack of criticism here. And I feel like if it was still happening in 1994, like, okay, I was three. So I don't really know what the culture (laughs) was like at that time. And I don't know what the vibe was. Yeah. But I, I can... Forgive people not kind of calling that out, but it's now like 2022 (laughs) and like it's so clearly evident and I think it would be really interesting for for those critics back then, especially the female ones. I mean, there probably weren't that many, but for the female ones to rewatch this and think like, is this an appropriate movie? If this came out today, I think Jane Campion would be getting a lot of shit, especially from women.
1: Well, let me ask you: Do you think it gets a pass because it's a woman? It's a movie made by a woman.
0: I don't. I mean,
1: if this same movie was made by a man, would it be okay? And would it have I been accepted? I can't
0: say that because I'm not letting that pass. Like I'm no, that's pulling a card out and saying, like, "Hey, this is not cool." Yeah. And I can't put myself in 1994 and understand what people were thinking at that time. I don't – I think if a man had made it, I don't think – in 1994, I don't think people would be calling out men about this because I do think that in that time –
1: Would they be calling them out now, though?
0: Oh, out now? Yes. For sure. No way. I don't think this movie, as much as it is very – it's spectacular. It it is beautiful to watch and it's beautifully made and the performances on it, you know, as much as I talked about there not being chemistry, like Holly Hunter – does the greatest face acting? T- yeah, and like, I, yeah. I know face acting has gotten like this bad notion over the years, but this is actually this is what face acting should be. Yeah, and like, she is. I'm so impressed by her in this because it's not the Holly Hunter that I know now. It's not like Mrs. Incredible. And, like,
1: don't hit don't on Mrs. Incredible. I love the Incredible. But it, and
0: it's not like 13 Holly Hunter. Yeah, there you go. That's you bad. know, it. It's a. Better. Although Holly Hunter on Succession is, I like it a lot. Um, okay. But, you know, it's not the Holly Hunter that I know. And so I was really, really impressed and understand why she got her win for this film. Yes. What was I saying before that? I forgot. How.
1: Like the acting is amazing. Like yes. there's so much. And there is like there is so much amazing about this movie.
0: There is. And I don't, at that time, what was your question before you said something about men and women? If a man I, had I wanna, directed
1: it. If a man had directed it now, do you think it would be getting called out? Yes. This for... And converse to the fact that, like, Jane Campion made this. Jane Campion has a major film in awards contention right now
0: mm-hmm.
1: where people think she's actually going to win Best Director, but no one is talking about the fact that she wrote and directed this film about a man who barters sexual favors for a woman's possession.
0: Well, it's... Uh because I don't believe in cancel culture I think it's a really no, interesting conversation yeah. to bring up especially with like some of the the tone and power of the dog it's it's interesting you haven't seen it yet so I won't really like go into mm-hmm. that but I think it's an interesting question to be brought up and I think like you know if you're the Hollywood reporter and you're listening to our podcast
1: yeah ask mm-hmm. the
0: question get her on yeah. a round table and bring it up and like yeah. see how she handles it because I also think she is Um, smart and enough to be able to handle a question like that and to be able to. She's a great
1: filmmaker. Don't for a second think that this conversation is saying that. I actually think that despite its flaws, this is still a very good film. I actually Mm -hmm. think this is a very good film. It deserves your time and it deserves your energy. I just think that I, I find it this is a very interesting film because the central conceit of the film actually fails but everything around it succeeds so much and so well that it ends up being a good movie.
0: Part of me is wondering if she knows this, though, if she's fully aware and she is kind of baffled by the applause that came with this movie and the idea that people romanticize this. Like, I wonder if that is that was like an unintended intention.
1: No, because this isn't <laughs> a satire. Is she didn't write it as a satire, right? Like she no. didn't write she didn't write the relationship or anything in the movie to be satirical. Their relationship is meant to be romantic and they end up together.
0: Okay, yeah, that's fair. If the ending was
1: different, yeah. She Apparently, that allegedly, <laughs> one of the original endings was that Ada's supposed to die with the piano at the end. That and makes the more sense said, to me. <laughs> yeah. the studio but, said no. No,
0: that makes more sense to me because I, I wish I could look more into that and do some research. Because if her original intention was for her to die with this piano, then I don't think that she was intending for this to be a romance film. But because they have this happy ending based on what the studio is saying that she needs to do, I think then, yeah, an audience is going to receive it as, oh, this is a, a love story. I, I would love to ask her about this.
1: But isn't it still a love story regardless? Because A, she goes into the relationship. I think the way Jane writes it is that that scene, sorry, that scene where Harvey Keitel essentially says, I don't want you to be a whore and for me to be a beast, is him cutting it off. And her coming back is her coming back of her own volition. Right, is it her so the whole, like, or
0: her need to, oh no! But he gives the piano back.
1: He gives the piano back. It's <laughs> yeah. hers. She can have the piano. She can move on. She mm. is, by conceit of the film, drawn to him.
0: Do they explain how she had this child? Because I know I read it, but I can't remember if I saw it in the movie.
1: She was with a man, and I think because
0: what I read was that she it was her piano teacher that took advantage of her, and then Something she had like this that. child. Yeah, and like. But I wonder if she doesn't know
1: explicitly say it
0: because there's clearly something, you know, she she is mute and she isn't able to express herself via words. And so there's clearly something, you know, mentally blocking her from kind of understanding this correlation of like what's appropriate and what's not. So maybe she doesn't really quite understand that this man, you know, trading sex for her to be able to play her piano doesn't is wrong. Like maybe she's not able to to process that.
1: I think you're trying to make it more complicated than it is.
0: But maybe, what if it is supposed to be more
1: complicated? But then why didn't she write it that way? Why doesn't the film express those ideas?
0: Maybe Jane the, wants us to think.
1: <laughs> I think there's a lot of thinking in this movie. This isn't like a straightforward film. There's definitely a lot of like... it. I think it's a very intelligent film. And it makes you question like what is... Those sequences where she's trying to like caress Sam Neill's ass, for instance. Like what is... <laughs> (laughs) Yeah,
0: she's really into (laughs) ass play.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What is the goal? What is the, like, what is she trying to achieve in these things? And I think it's trying to say a lot about relationships and sex in particular and, like, attraction and, you know, what that means to, I guess, this woman. Mm -hmm. And how Ada is trying to find what she has with Baines, with her husband. But she can't. She tries. She can't find it. Because there's something about this man and maybe how he's rooted in in the world and how he's rooted with the Mayuri people that attracts her.
0: I'm going to write her a
1: letter. Okay, absolutely. You do that. And just
0: be like, Jane, what is up? Like, do you still stand by this? (laughs) Can you explain to me what you wanted to see from this film? Should she not stand by it? I think it's her. It's her art, and she can stand by it. I really would just like to understand her perspective a little bit more, because, like, again, I I am a woman. (laughs) I don't know if you knew that or not. Oh
1: my god, this is brand new information.
0: Breaking news. (laughs) Um, I am a woman, and I could not fathom why someone would be okay with this. Why, unless like this is all that they know and they don't understand and then i think that's even more of a harrowing story of like a woman a woman's this experience
1: isn't meant, this isn't meant to be harrowing it's definitely not meant to be harrowing it's meant to be do you sweeping. not feel
0: i felt so sad for her throughout this entire movie
1: no that kind i feel of like a bitch. she
0: she can't speak she for whatever reason she can't even explain it herself she's never been able to speak she can't vocalize these things like she her piano gets taken away from her like she you know I I feel a lot of sympathy for her and then at the same time I feel a lot of sympathy for her daughter too because like she has to be the the adult in this situation and like speak on behalf of her mother all the time and learn this weird like it's just there's a I felt really sad watching it and I was not in the mood for a sad
1: movie. Oh, I didn't even pick it. I have picked sad movies. This was not intended to be a sad movie. It was more oh. intended to be something that like, yeah, I didn't intend this to be like
0: maybe Maybe my own like personal feelings were just like yeah. going into my viewing. Because I will say it was extremely hard both... Like mentally and then also physically trying to watch this because Nadeem chose a movie. I don't know if you cut this out from last week. Nadim chose a movie that's not available on any streaming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I literally had to borrow the DVD from him. And then I thought I had a DVD player in our family. I don't know why I'm telling you this, but I thought no, I had, I wanted, we had Do not
1: have a DVD player?
0: I thought we had one in the family room that just was like unplugged, yeah. but I couldn't find it and like I was like I know I brought it back for me when I moved back from Toronto but like where did it go and then I remembered like we did donate a bunch of electronics to Best Buy and so maybe it got put into there so the only other DVD player in my home is in my dad's room in his bedroom mm. and so I had to like watch it in my dad's
1: <laughs> oh that's awkward
0: so physically that was very demanding for me to have to go to your home and pick this, this super up.
1: sexual film <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then I had to watch it in my dad's room. Yeah. And at the same time, I just like, you know, it's the holidays and COVID is going on and it hasn't been the happiest of times. And so no. I've just been a little uh, low as of late. And I was like, this isn't helping my mood right now. I need a comedy. And then I watched Encanto. So...
1: <laughs> well, that's good. I'm glad something was able yeah. to lick the fierce spirits. I didn't intend this to be like a sad thinking movie. I was more, uh, honestly, my expectation and the reason I picked it is... I, I, again, I still can't find a comparison. Like this is not like anything you've ever seen. It's not mm-hmm. like anything that has come out since in the last like mm-hmm. 20 years almost. It's very original. It is extremely original. It is immaculately made despite how you might feel about the like the central the central story. It's still... It is an arresting film. It is It is a really interesting film to watch. And it's an interesting film to watch because I find it is so creative. You don't see movies this creative anymore. You really don't see a movie... How about we set it at the turn of the century in New Zealand? I mean, I, Jane Campion is from like that part of the world, so I understand that. But like to think... Like, let's set it at this time period and mm-hmm. let's make it. And this is an original story. It's not based on anything. About yeah. About a woman and her piano and the man who's going to barter sex to get the piano back. And let's have it rain a lot and have things be muddy. And let's shoot them in the ocean on boats. And like, let's, there's so let's much. Let's put a
0: piano on the beach. Let's, on the beach. Yeah. yeah. Like, let's feature and film like indigenous people in their habitat.
1: Yeah, like, like yeah. let's, let's, let's. There's so much that goes into this, and it all is stitched together so perfectly. It is really a marvel of a film, because, and again, I have never seen anything else like The Piano since it came out. I have, there's no comparison to it.
0: No, there really isn't. That's why I, I do have a. It. I do have a question for you, though. Yeah. Did you understand a word Anna Paquin oh was saying? Can I say,
1: <laughs> I, I'm a person who watches... Movies with with subtitles? Everything. English speaking, Hindi speaking, like languages that I speak fluently. I'm not even talking about foreign films. I'm watching, I just want to say, I've been watching The New Adventures of Old Christine (laughs) because I freaking love it. And I'm so, I I love Julia Louis and every time I watch it, it makes me so sad that it was canceled because it's such a funny show and it's so underrated. So yes, I love The New Adventures of Old Christine and I've been watching it and I watch it with subtitles. Yeah, my DVD for the piano does not have, it's not subtitles, have subtitles, and half so the mad. dialogue <laughs> is hard to understand. Yeah, my wife watched it with me, and she's like, "This was interesting, but I understood half of it."
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know what Anna Paquin is saying at yeah. all.
1: Anna Paquin had the thickest accent,
0: and I'm not too sure I understand this Oscar win.
1: <laughs> no, do we? Think- I think she's amazing.
0: I think she's really good in it, but I wish I knew what you were saying, kid, because you're I don't also think- like, you're, you're supposed to be playing a Scottish kid, but then you yourself are from New Zealand and like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to our one Australian friend that we do have, <laughs> but like, <laughs> we can never understand what you're saying sometimes. Like, it's hard. And I did not, I did not know what some of her lines were. Like, I was literally like trying to read her lips because I did not know. <laughs> What was there's coming a, out of her there's mouth? There's a lot
1: of dialogue that is hard to understand. It's really yeah. frustrating, actually.
0: Which I think kind of did not help my situation. No, that's
1: fair. But I did yeah. love Anna Paquin in this. Like, really, really... She's very adorable. She's very adorable. It. I think she totally deserves her Oscar. I don't think there are adults who could do that performance.
0: To play a child? No, I don't think no, adults. To,
1: could. <laughs> you know what I mean, though. To play, but that that's kind part of character. the appeal of this yeah. character
0: is that she is a child. So I don't think it's fair to ask adults to be able to play.
1: Well, what I'm a saying child. is that, like, I don't think you could you could have there's adults who don't play a character as nuanced as she does.
0: No, that's fair. She is very, she's very charming in it.
1: She's very charming in this. Yeah,
0: she's she's cute. I'm so surprised that you enjoy her, but you didn't enjoy Tootie. <laughs> and,
1: oh my god! <laughs> it's because Louis. there's layers to Anna Packwood's character.
0: Tootie and has her, layers. She likes no, dead Tootie bodies.
1: Was so <laughs> annoying. Don't do not compare the two because Flora is innocent. Is is like gray, and she like she ends up like screwing up things a lot. It's true. I want to know why she why
0: she (laughs) screwed over her mother she's a shit disturber and (laughs) I think
1: what it comes down to a lot of it is the fact that like she's tired of being the adult I think like she's tired of playing like second fiddle with her mother and having to constantly be an adult and she was just like f you you know what you shouldn't be doing why are you doing it
0: yeah I want to see who else was nominated that year hold on because I think it's a really interesting year for movies, 1994.
1: Yeah, it is. It's because There's a few that... years... Go on. No, there's a few years where it's, like, actually really interesting, like, what kind of transpired. There's some years where, the, like, the nominees are so boring, the years of movie. But, like, 1994 was an interesting year.
0: So Anna Paquin was nominated for the piano. Emma Thompson mm-hmm. for In the Name of the Father. Mm-hmm. Rosie Perez for Fearless. Winona Ryder for The Age of Innocence, and also Holly Hunter
1: for The, for the firm. firm. Yeah.
0: Have you seen The Firm?
1: I haven't seen The Firm. No.
0: Oh, <laughs> I don't know if that is a warranted nomination. I, can I tell think you. that's a really because you have Schindler's List. You yeah. have Age of Innocence. What was nominated for Best Picture?
1: Schindler's List, feel Age of like... Innocence, In the Name of the Father, The Piano, and One Other.
0: Schindler's List, In the Name of the Father, The Fugitive, The Piano, oh, and The, the Remains Fugitive. of the Day. Yeah. The Fugitive, which I watched over Christmas, New Year's break, twice. Yeah, I know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's an interesting year. And that's an a very diverse list of Best Picture nominees.
0: They're, yeah, like, so, not what you would see today at all. No. No. And I kind of like it. I like this, yeah. like this weird mix of things going on here.
1: But, I mean, we're getting to the end of this episode, but I think that might have been able to happen because everyone knew Schindler's list was going to win.
0: Mm, that's fair. So like why a, even lo- bother?
1: It was a it was like a sunk year like there was no question what was going to win.
0: But no win for Liam Neeson. Interesting.
1: No. I don't think he's that great in it.
0: I think Liam Neeson is like just fine. He goes in, he does a job. He leaves. Yeah, he's never yeah. like
1: memorable. I don't know. Maybe we'll talk about this next season, Mita. Who knows?
0: Who knows? We'll see. We'll okay. See. <laughs> do you have any sequel of
1: prequel ideas?
0: We do get like, um, what's it called? A prologue. An epilogue. Oh, an epilogue. We get both. We yeah. <laughs> we she yeah. We do get an epilogue of like what happens of their life. So I'm not really like interested. I do, would like to know what happens with the. Sam Neill character, what comes yeah. of his life? Because I also think it's and his so ass. interesting. Sam, yeah, he doesn't like it to be touched. <laughs> um, I think it's interesting that for him as an actor to have this movie and to have Jurassic Park come out in the same year. Like Very what a true, yeah, what a juxtaposition just what there juxtaposition, in itself.
1: Yeah.
0: and I think that that's really fascinating. But I would like to know what happened with him and his bum. Did he find love <laughs> in a hopeless place? Yeah, maybe he did. Right. Yeah, that's the theme of this movie: finding love in a hopeless place. New Zealand. <laughs> Rihanna was inspired by the piano. <laughs>
1: the piano. That's yeah. The
0: secrets. <laughs> oh, do you have any? I never ask you
1: equal people ideas. I am <laughs> yeah. actually very curious. This is one of the movies where I want to know. There's a lot unsaid in this movie.
0: Like, mm-hmm. there's a
1: lot of things that kind of literally like, we do. Like, yeah, but there's a lot of things where we just kind of move from thing to thing. I think I always have like two thoughts about. Ada's explanation of her muteness is like, I just stopped talking one day.
0: Yeah, no biggie.
1: No biggie. Like you're kind of made to accept it. And I kind of, I think that kind of writing is really ballsy because it could backfire so hard, but it Mm -hmm. doesn't in this movie. But I kind of want to know, no man, like how did you stop talking? What happened? And I think there is a world where if she was taken advantage of by her piano teacher and she got pregnant, I could totally see why that might have resulted in her. Yeah like, losing her voice, and maybe there's something more, like, metaphorical about the fact that, like, she lost her voice when she was, like, she felt like she had been taken advantage of, and then she has this child, and etc., like, all of that. So I do think the backstory to the piano could be very interesting. Also, how did this arranged marriage happen? <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's an interesting point. Between her father, like, why yeah. would you sell your daughter to this man for some land
1: in New Zealand? Like, I in mean, New
0: Zealand. How did you get? Actually, that whole all... boat ride up
1: from Scotland yeah. to
0: New Zealand would yeah. be like very interesting, and I think Jane Campion could do really interesting things with it. But
1: yeah, yeah, those are those are the possibilities. I will subsequently go into my rating. Review? My, yeah, yeah, rating. This is a, this is, again, it's a very interesting film. And I cannot stress this enough because
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I watch a lot of movies. Mita watches a lot of movies. Between the two of us, we've probably seen all of them. And you will not see anything like the piano. You will not see anything that is similar or remotely like the same. It is just so different than anything else put on celluloid. And that is really saying a lot. Like, I cannot stress that, like, this is a very original film. It feels original. It feels fresh. It feels like something you just haven't experienced. The Piano is really an experience to watch it because it's filled with so much stuff. And it's filled with so many ideas. And it's filled with so much creativity and thought. And it really is made by a director in complete command of her filmmaking. Mm -hmm. And that is I think, it's really quite marvelous to watch. This is, in many ways, a more confident film than Schindler's List. And, like, Schindler's List, I only say because they came out the same year. They were both nominated for Best Picture. Schindler's List was a very obviously made film. Like, everything kind of, like, falls into it because of, like, the subject matter and, like, what's going on. This is so intentional. And it's so, like, someone who came to say, this is the movie I'm going to make. And she made it. And it kind of worked out. That is really saying a lot about Jane Campion and about the film. The central romance is so bizarre to me, though. Like, I don't understand it. I'm not swept away by it. I don't think I find period romances in general hard to kind of like relate to, generally speaking. So that could be a part of it for me. Like, I, I, I don't I can't think of a period romance in a Western film that I've been like moved by. I'm generally not. Because I find them so, like, stately and so, like, harsh that it's hard to really, like, get into the emotions and feel the rawness and feel the Mm -hmm. chemistry between people. Yeah, I'm actually just trying to think. And it might be, like, Dangerous Legends is one of the only ones where I'm kind of, like, even slightly taken away by it. Otherwise, not. Do I think that should be a deterrent for you? Absolutely not. I think the romance is weird and kind of questionable and, like, brings up some ethical questions. Absolutely. Is it enough to stop you from watching it? No. And I think this is like a viewing experience. And if you're looking for something different, if you're looking for something evocative and something that's really like, again, different than what you have seen, it is the piano. It really is the piano. And so for all of those reasons, I give this three and a half stars.
0: Three and a half. Okay. I always hate going after you because like our sentiments here are pretty much the same. (laughs) I really enjoyed all the aspects of this movie except for the love story which is disheartening for me because it is so much of what this movie is trying to say it is like the core of the essence of this film Is you're trying to watch this relationship between ada and baines and i just couldn't latch on to that like the chemistry or to even try to fathom like what is her mental experience going on in this movie and a large part of that is because she is mute so you're not hearing what this character is thinking in any way you're seeing action through words and then maybe some description from her own child but you don't know what she's going through which in of itself is quite the feat to accomplish in terms of the writing of this movie Mm -hmm. and so i go back and forth because jane campion did win an oscar for the writing of this film and part of me is like is that deserved because like this whole this whole relationship does not make sense it's not just the acting and is there chemistry between these two actors it's mm-hmm. does the relationship itself make sense but then it's such a feat that she's been able to actually create this whole world surrounding that and mm-hmm. everything else in addition there's a lot of creativity here when we talked about like how, how setting it in this time period is something that like hasn't been done before and hasn't been done since and she there there is so much effort into that and so I do think it is deserved but there's that part of me that's just like but I don't I don't understand the love story in this and I think I think going into this that was what I knew about the movie is that there's like a a love story and that's what I've heard throughout all these years of like that the piano is a love story it's a romance film it's an erotic romance film And so going in, I was like, oh, like I'm in for a ride. Like this is going to be great. (laughs) I'm so excited to see people fall in love. Mm -hmm. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) Don't go into it with that mindset. Yeah. Go into this with no expectations whatsoever. And I think you'll be surprised with what you actually enjoyed out of this. I, I think um, I'm not the biggest fan of historical movies, especially when it comes to, like, the early 19th century. I, oh, yeah. yeah, I'm not interested, but I found this so fascinating. And again, it's the this creative notion of, like, let's juxtapose the 19th century with New Zealand, which was essentially mm-hmm. a jungle. And let's have these people in these, like, prim and proper clothing, but then also, like, fighting through the mud and the rain and yeah. the jungle of New Zealand. And there's just so much to actually take in, and it is really spectacular. And visually, it's stunning. There's some beautiful scenes in it as well. And so, I was moved when I think about it as a whole. I am moved. There is just that one piece that is deterring me from yeah. like truly loving this movie. And so, I'm gonna give it three stars. Okay. Yeah, I can't get over it. Harvey Keitel's gross. <laughs>
1: Harvey Keitel is very comfortable in his body and good for that.
0: (sighs) I just think he's like a weird man. Where is he? What is he doing?
1: He's just old now. Aw. Poor old Harvey Keitel.
0: I can't even think why Harvey Keitel is famous right now.
1: He's a good actor. He's quite good in this.
0: Uh, Oh, Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir Dogs, yeah. (laughs) Uh,
1: He commits. he does In a way that a lot of actors don't, I think.
0: I can't listen to "Stuck in the Middle" with you because of no, Harvey. Because... Yeah, that's fair. Yeah,
1: the ears. That was but me yes. making a motion of cutting my <laughs> ear. <laughs> but yes, that was the piano. We. Oui. But I think it's time to move on, mitha It's
0: time for a game, Nadim. It is. Are you ready for different characters? Same.
1: same. Ba-da-ba. Okay. What are we watch? Okay, meets?
0: next week is a meet the movie, which is super mm-hmm. exciting. Let me just pull up my notes here.
1: Yeah. Okay,
0: um, I have. I don't think you're gonna get this. Okay, but it is quite easy.
1: Okay. Is it heavyweights? <laughs>
0: No, it's not heavy things. Like. <laughs> okay, so I do have three character actors okay. and characters, so no directors, producers, or any of that pop okay. hub- Um your character names are okay. Joe Mazel. Okay. Charlie Barber. Okay. Nancy Tuckerman. Okay. Okay. And your timer starts now.
1: Joe Mazel is the husband and Marvelous Mrs. Mazel. Yes. I don't know his name. Who are the other two? Not someone Tucker?
0: Nancy Tuckerman, Nancy Tuckerman. and Charlie <laughs> Barber.
1: I feel like I do I know Charlie Barber?
0: Yeah, you should know Charlie Barber. Oh. But I kind of understand not knowing Charlie Barber, but you would you you'll be upset that you didn't know it. But I also get why you wouldn't know it. But anyways. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: Nancy should I know Nancy Tuckerman?
0: You will know this this person. You might not I actually had forgotten that this person was in this movie. Oh God. But yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. I think. And you I'm have going nine to... seconds. Okay. I'm gonna need the actors and then we'll see.
0: Okay. Should I just wait I mean, till we let's get just... till no, one we
1: should be authentic minute. to the times. There we go. Okay.
0: There we go. It's been a minute. Yeah. Okay, so Joe Mazel is Michael Ziegen from the marvelous Mrs. Mazel, which is coming back, and I'm very excited because I really enjoy that show. Charlie Barber is Adam Driver in Mm. Marriage Story.
1: Oh yeah, that was the great explanation as to why I'd like I know, but I can't. I don't know. Okay, you'll
0: get upset that you didn't know, but like you also wouldn't know because I don't think they say the names that much. But anyways, Nancy Tuckerman is Greta Gerwig in Jackie. I totally forgot she was in Jackie. She plays yeah. like a secretary to Jackie. Oh,
1: wow. <laughs> so I'm watching a movie with Greta Gerwig.
0: hmm
1: Adam Driver. hmm Okay, is it Frances Ha?
0: It is Francis Ha! (laughs) Oh, good. I'm glad you got it. I'm watching. Have you seen Francis Ha? No, I
1: haven't. I've actually always wanted to see Francis Ha.
0: I'm good. So I wasn't sure if you hadn't, but then I remembered there was one day I was trying to describe a a Greta Gerwig movie, and you kept saying over and over, Francis Ha, Francis Ha. And I was like, no, it's not Francis Ha. And that's when I clued (laughs) in, he's never seen Francis Ha. Never seen Francis Ha. (laughs) Yeah. Have so no now you will watch Francis High. It is available yeah. on Amazon Prime. Oh, you, you won't have, have to, to get my DVD. DVD. <laughs> <laughs> Never again, Nadim. We are coming prepared. <laughs>
1: no, I have... A, there's other movies that you might have to borrow from me.
0: Oh, my God. Can I watch it in your theater then? I Absolutely, can't watch it in yes. my dad's bedroom. That's,
1: well, even if they're... I'll make sure they're not like erotic movies that you need to watch in your dad's bed it was
0: fine like he'd actually seen it before and he was like i've seen this before and i was
1: like okay oh, that's okay yeah, it's okay. yeah. That awkward too
0: <laughs> no he was just like off in the corner on his phone and i
1: was watching <laughs> watching harvey keitel's penis
0: i fast forward through some of it uh, sorry, <laughs> yeah sorry. i made it easier for myself
1: but yes next week is francis ha i also think it's a short movie meet though
0: i uh, didn't look at the time actually didn't but francis i believe ha, you're correct short. Yeah. Is it? Is it like 10 gotta, minutes long?
1: <laughs> no, it's like an hour and a half, I think. Because um, I have wanted half. to watch it before. So I definitely. It's, have it's like... an hour
0: and 26 minutes.
1: Oh, see, Mita, that is perfect for you.
0: It's a dream. It's a dream come true. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but that is for next week. Do you yes. have any parting words for us, meets? I do, Nadim. Most people speak
0: rubbish, and it's not worth it to listen. I was going to try to do her fake Scottish New Zealand accent, but nobody would understand a word I would (laughs) say.
1: Super happy you didn't attempt that. You're welcome. Thank you so much for listening, friends. Please like, subscribe, share, and... Rate and review. And we will see you next week for Francis Ha. Ha! Ha. Ha. Have a lovely week. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World, sponsored by no one.
0: You can follow us on Instagram at Movies to Watch Pod, on Twitter at Movies the number two Watch Pod, on the TikTok at Movies to Watch Pod, or send us an email at Movies to Watch Pod at gmail.com.
1: As always, keep your pants on and don't forget to smell the Kevin Bacon.